0: something this morning a little different. It might be difficult for some, but I hope not. I want you to take your Bible and put it in your hand. Take your Bible and just put it in your hand. Got your Bible in your hand? Okay. Now stand up with your Bible in your hand. Stand up. There you go. Now you know what you're doing? Standing on the promises. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. God is good. You can be seated. (laughs) See? A good exercise for you. Now you know you're standing on the promises, right? You got them in your hand and you're standing up. Hallelujah. Hey, there's a little, little uh, church aerobics for you this morning. <laughs> we can do that, right, in church? A little church aerobics? My question for you this morning is this. Who are you? Who are you? Are you Randy Sackle? Are you Rosa? Are you Jack? Maybe you're Eddie. Maybe you're Gabby. Who are you this morning? If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because we're going to answer the question this morning, who you are. Amen? Some of us really need to know who we are. Some of us might want to change our name once you discover who you think you are. Amen? No, I'm just kidding there. You'll get a new name when you get to heaven, though. Yes. They might call Doris Jack. (laughs) They might call Ed, I don't Phil. I don't know. I don't know what your new names are, but everybody's going to get a new name. They might call me tumbleweed. Who knows? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12. For as the body is one and hath many members and all members of that one body being many are one body. Well, there's a lot of one bodies and bodies and members and one body in that message. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be bond or free. And have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot say because I am not the head. I am not of the body. is therefore not of the body and if the ears say because I am not an eye I am not of the body is it therefore not of the body if the whole body were an eye where is the hearing if the whole and if the whole were hearing then where is the smelling? Now, this stop there for me you You can have a lot of fun with that. Could you imagine your head being a big eye? <laughs> you know, some people wanna see everything. So you can be one big eye. Oh, you know, some people, they like to hear everything. Could you imagine your head being a big ear? Just one big ear, you can hear everything. But better yet, what if your head was one big nose? Or you can smell everything. Be some funny looking people running around, big eyeball, big ear, big nose. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, you hear that, every one of them in the body as it has pleased Him. So, all of you are beautiful in God's sight because He has placed each one of you strategically. In his will, he's he's made each one of you divinely beautiful in his sight. He gave everybody two eyeballs and a nose and lips, ears, all that. All of us have the same parts, pretty much. And if all and if they were all one member, where were the body? But now. Are they many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And so, I mean, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon them. we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the parts that which lack. And there should be no sarcasm. In the body. Let me say that again. There should be no sarcasm in the body. Now, some of you may just this morning say, "Well, what exactly does that mean? We're going to dive into that one a little bit when we get to it. But it's the member should have the same care one for another. You hear that? Paul says the member should have the same care not some more care than others but the same care one for another and whether one member suffer all members suffer with it or one member should be honored all members rejoice with it now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular and God has set in the church first apostles secondary prophets third thirdly teachers and after that miracles then the gifts of healing helps governments diversities of tongues all our apostles are all prophets are all teachers are all workers of miracles have all the gifts of healing do all speak with tongues do all interpret but cometh earnestly the best Mm -hmm. gifts and yet show i you unto you a more excellent way father I thank you this morning for your word I pray this morning Lord that you will help us help us to understand father who we are in you today in Jesus name amen so Paul compares the body of Christ to the human body each part has specific functions That is necessary to the body as a whole. The parts are different for different purposes. And differences must work together. Now, how many, when you're at home and you're working on something. And if you can't get it to work right, you just throw it away. That's me. I get frustrated. I said, forget it. It ain't worth it. But that's not how we should be. You see. We should, we should we should use the talents of others. I may not know how to fix a watch, but Robert may know how to fix a watch. I don't know how to fix a car, but Tom knows how to fix a car. You see, the body works together to accomplish things. Now, I don't have a lot of talents. My wife may tell you I have a couple, but I don't have many talents. But what talents I do have, God says I'm supposed to use them for the glory of God. No matter how insignificant that talent may be, or that gift may be, I should use it as unto the Lord. For what purpose? To help the whole body. See, the body helps the body. Your eye helps you. If you don't believe me, close your eyes and just go wander around in the parking lot for a few minutes. And you'll find yourself laying prostrate before the Lord because you'll trip over those parking homes. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. Your ears are important because if you can't hear and you're walking into the street and a car is blowing the horn, you're not going to hear it. And you'll become one of those speed bumps. <laughs> If your nose doesn't work and your house is on fire and you're sleeping and you can't smell the smoke, you'll be crispy come morning. You see how important it is for each of these parts to work? All these important parts. You see we're dealing with a subject this morning that is that is quite a, it's quite of a, a delicate subject because it's one upon which brings Much disagreement. Some people will say some body parts aren't important. Well, I'm going to just tell you this. I know they can take parts out of your body that aren't necessarily going to cause you to die if they take it out. But I like to keep all the parts because God gave me all the parts. And he gave me all the parts for a reason. Now, I've had a few parts removed. And so when I go to heaven, I just wonder when I'm raptured. Well, those parts catch up with me. Because see, I'm going to have a glorified body. And I want all my parts back. Even those teeth that are missing and they put the bridge in there and all that. I want it all back. I want to be perfect in God's sight. Paul compares the body of Christ to a human body, each part being specifically having a purpose the church is composed of many types of people a variety of different backgrounds none of us look the same all of us are different all of us were created different all of us look different but all of us are beautiful in the sight of god why because we are his children and get, let me just make this very clear to you. God doesn't make mistakes, you know growing up as a kid I used to hate when somebody said you're ugly, oh, I didn't like that, I didn't like when people, because it made me feel bad, and I would get mad, you're not supposed to get mad, and I would get mad and I'd try to say something back that would be even more, i well, you're ugly, and your mom dresses you funny. <laughs> <laughs> was that nice? No. Because, see, inevitably, my mom would find out that I said that. Yeah. And I would get in trouble. I would get punished. Because I wasn't supposed to speak ill of anyone. And to my mom, that was speaking ill of people when you would say stuff like that and you would get in serious trouble. She had this soap. And I was convinced that that soap was only made to wash the inside of your mouth. Cause she would, and then she would make you bite on it. She would pull it out. Some people would say that's that's cruel. But I learned a lot because I stopped saying that stuff after a short little bit. 'Cause zest soap doesn't taste good. I'm telling you. And if there wasn't any zest soap, watch out. There's Tabasco sauce somewhere in the house. Yeah. It wasn't Tabasco sauce. They had this jar, and it had vinegar in it. And they had these little peppers in it that they put on. Their, they'd sprinkle it on top of their collard. I hated collard greens. I, I still don't like them. But anyway, they would they would they would pour this sauce on top of the collard greens, and that was some spicy stuff. And she would put a dab of that on your tongue. You couldn't eat enough bread or drink enough milk to cool off your tongue. It was that hot. And oh, Oh, it didn't take me long to speak proper. After a few drops of that and a little bit of soap, you'll you'll learn to speak properly to people. But we see here that Paul begins to talk about the backgrounds of individuals, the multitude of gifts and abilities that each of us should have. But despite the differences, all believers have one thing in common, faith in Christ. On this essential truth, the church finds unity. You hear me? On the ability, all of us should be united together, no matter what you're telling, all of us should be united together as one. that Paul was trying to tell us here the body is the most important part of the church. Each one of you are important. Each one of you have a job. Each one of you have a gift. And not one gift is more important than another. You see, each of the gifts, you may not have all the gifts. You may have some of the gifts. Some of you, you know, I I love a lot of you. I love all of you, actually, because a lot of you have a gift of helps helping me stay out of trouble. It's a big one. And and some of you had the gift of being a servant, just just wanting to help someone else. I love the gift of help. I love the gift of serving. I love to serve other people. And in in saying that, I have a hard time, and some of you may have seen this over the years, I have a hard time saying no. It's not one of. It's not one of my strong words in my vocabulary. It falls way down here, you know, the, the saying yes. The, you know, I always saying yes. I'm never saying no, so no way down here. But we don't lose our, individual, our individuality, our identity, because we are made up different. God has created us to work together. And having said that, how many like to work with others? Or how many like to just stay at home and have your own toys? You want to play with your own toys. You don't want to give, share your toys with anybody. Okay. I see a few nods, a few chuckles. I see you got your own toy box at home. You are not let anybody in your toy box. Listen. The more we can share and the more that we can help others, the stronger the body of Christ becomes. Amen. The body says that we're to pray one for another. Amen? How many of us take time to pray one for another? I'm not saying every day, but let's just say during the week. There's not a lot of people in our church, but how many of us take time to pray for everybody in the church at during the week at some point? I love doing that. I love praying for you every day that I have the opportunity. I love mentioning your name to God because your name is important to the kingdom of God. Why? Because Jesus died for you. And if you're important to Jesus, then you need to be important to me. And therefore, you're important to the whole body of Christ. Because all of us have a work to do. What if the body just decided not to go to church anymore? It would start, the church would lose its people. The people would lose their hope. And the people would become discouraged. Because now they're seeing everything that's going on out there. And they don't have any hope because there's nobody praying for them anymore. There's nobody helping them anymore. There's nobody lifting them up in prayer anymore. There's nobody using the gifts of the Spirit to help them along in their Christian walk. Paul argued for the diversity of gifts and the the acceptance of the full range of the gifts that God gives to his people. No one should feel superior about his or her gift. Instead, all should use their gifts to willingly serve. Too often the upfront gifts like speaking and teaching are more highly regarded, where the -the behind-the-scenes people who are helping and serving— who don't get any of the limelight so to speak are made to feel that their gifts are less that's not how God intended things to be all of our gifts are vitally important to the body of Christ, each one is important somebody speaks in tongues, somebody has a gift to interpret somebody, somebody who, who decides to serve Likes to help. All of the gifts are important. And this is what I love. This is what I love right here. What is your response when a fellow Christian is honored? Do you respond when someone is suffering? You see, we are called to rejoice with those who rejoice, and we're called to weep with those who weep. often too many times the body of Christ, they see somebody who's weeping they don't want to be around them because they see it as depressing they see it as well, you know, they got things that they're working through, so I need to leave them alone no, you don't you don't leave them alone, you lift them up to the Lord in prayer, you ask God to strengthen them, to to help them in their grief in their time of grief I know that when I get sick sometimes, I don't like to be around people. I don't want people to come around me. But I'm a baby when I get sick. I call on my wife for everything. I, I want her to bring me some food in bed. She won't let me eat in bed. But I want her to bring it there anyway. But I call upon her. What does she do? She helps me. Do we call upon the body of Christ to help when we're sick? No, we just call those who are closest to us and we ask them to help. But but Paul is saying that the body of Christ has many members. We're all a part of the same body of Christ. Jesus died for each one of us, not just Randy, not just Bob, not just Bob over here. He didn't just die for those three. He died for the whole world. He was placed on the cross for the whole world. I know that if, if I had an issue with my car today, I could probably talk to Tom about it. And somehow, Tom would be able to figure out what was wrong with it. It may take him a few minutes, but he could figure out what was wrong with it. Why? Because God has given him a special talent. If I wanted a new necklace, I could talk to Sharon, because she's been making a lot of necklaces and jewelry lately. So she could probably make me a necklace. I don't know that it would look good on me, but she can make one. She can make earrings too. Not that I would wear them, but she can make them. Oh, come on, Tom! We're making you a special headpiece. It's got fruits and flowers, and just wear it on your head like one of those ladies in Hawaii. I don't know what they're called, but it happens. So my question this morning was this. Who are you? Who are you? Each one of you could stand up and say your name. I am Elbel. I am Rosa. I am Sharon. I'm Rosemary. I'm Irene. And we can go all the way across. And each one of you can stand up and say that's who you are. But who you are is a member of the body of Christ. Who you are is God's child. That's who you are. And our life should reflect Christ. Everything we do should be reflecting Christ. Because we are born again believers in Jesus Christ. All of us are called to be a part of the body. All of us with our special talents our special services, our our special gifts that God has given to each of us. All of that incorporated together brings us to be united together in Christ to be the body of Christ together. That's who you are. You are a child of God. Now you say, well, yeah, Pastor, that's a given. But we don't act like it. We don't act like When one part of the body is hurting, a lot of us stay away from that hurtful part of the body because they're hurting and, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to get in their business. Nobody's asking you to get in their business. We're just saying you need to see. Maybe they need help. Amen. Amen. Ask them, can, how can I pray for you? How can you lift their need up before the Lord? Maybe, maybe you know somebody who's going away. They're packing. Can I help you? Not that Jack needs my help. Mind you, he's got a wife and she's probably packed everything but the kitchen sink. It's all going wherever they're going. but And when they get there, they have to unpack it all. But they have a daughter where they're going, they'll unpack it all. The comment this morning was, as we get older, the children should come to us instead of us going to the children. I am such a firm believer in that. Yes. I like that. The children should always come and take care of the parents, amen. amen? Yeah. But instead, us parents, are always taking care of the children, yeah. aren't we? Come on, come on. I have a daughter. I can say amen to that. I do. Why? Because they're always going to be your children. Come on, right? And they're going to have grandbabies. They're going to have babies. And you're going to be grandparents or great grandparents, whatever. And so that just draws you in closer to They keep the children or something. They just keep sucking you in. <sighs> Especially when they start having children, they, uh, and then get grandbabies, that you wanna be around the grandbabies, so you gotta go to their house. They just keep pulling you in. But Jesus is our Father. Jesus is our Heavenly Father. We should be drawn into Him. We should be going to Him on a continual <laughs> basis, on a constant basis. We should be going to the Lord continually because He's our Father. And we need His advice. We need His help. Yes. You can't go through life without the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You can't do it. Then You're a loner. We are all adopted into one family, the family of Christ. What is it? And we're in one spirit, according to what Paul has has said to us here. We're in one spirit with God, which makes us what? One member with many parts. I don't know about you this morning, but I love thinking about how I can stand before the Lord this morning. Knowing that I am a part of the kingdom of God. Knowing that one day he is going to call me to be with him in the air. And that all of you are going to be there too. I'll get to see all your happy faces. Smiling faces. Tom, we're going to be sitting at the banquet table with the best food you've ever thought of in your whole life. And I won't be worrying about my cholesterol medicine. I won't be worrying about my high blood pressure pill or that little pill that keeps the heart ticking. I won't have to worry about it and I'll have probably one of the biggest donuts you've ever seen. The biggest French curler, looks like a tractor tire, that you've ever seen in your life, it'll be there with whipped cream on top of it, <laughs> strawberries on the inside, you see what I'm saying? That, isn't that going to be awesome, Tom? I'm telling you I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it but church what we have to understand this morning is Paul has called us to be believers in Christ together he has called us all to be members of the body whatever gift you have this morning I want to urge you to use it this week I don't know what it is and it doesn't matter It doesn't matter how insignificant you may think it is. To God, it's a big thing. And I want to encourage you to use it. I want to encourage you this week. If you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, I want to encourage you this week to pray for that. Because he'll fill you with that. Why? Because he will give you the desires of your heart. And he will fill you. He will fill you to overflowing. And I, when I think of that, I just can't, I can't get away from all these things that Paul talks about when he talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Some, to be more feeble, are necessary, he says. Some who are lacking, it's necessary. No matter how small your gift is, it's important to the body of Christ because we use it to help bring together the body of Christ. Amen? Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for how Paul has told us how important it is to be a part of the body of of Christ. Lord, how special it is that the gifts are to be beneficial to the body of Christ. Lord, I like how Paul has made it very clear that one gift is not more superior than the other. But each one is equally important to him and to the body. Lord, I pray this morning that you will help us to utilize our gifts. Lord, we are all one member of the body here this morning. Help us to use our gifts to help those in the body of Christ, to help those who are in the world who are hurting and are without. Lord, you are able to do far more than we could ever think or ask. And Lord, we are so grateful this morning that we are a part of the body. Lord, we're not just a name, but we have all been cleansed. We've all been paid for with a price that you paid on the cross of Calvary to be a part of that one body. Lord, I ask this morning that you will touch each heart and each life Help us this week, Father God, to utilize our gifts to help one another. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And all of God's children said, Amen and Amen. Let's stand together. Father, again this morning, as we are one body, Lord, be that lamp unto our feet and that light unto our path. Go before us today. Help us again, Lord, to use the talents that we have to bring others to you. In Jesus' name, amen.